So, so speaking of Pink Floyd. Yes. We haven't even so, started okay, the podcast okay. yet. Yeah, yeah, we've got to do the introduction. <laughs> All right. And we got to, like, I don't know. I don't know what we talk about before we talk about Pink Floyd. Uh, who should talk first? I'll just talk yeah. first. Um. Hello. Hey guys. This is the intellectual Eminem music. MMM fan podcast. We also listen to other music other than Eminem. I mean occasionally. Occasionally. But we are Eminem connoisseurs. I mean, honestly, if we could, we would listen to nothing but Eminem, but unfortunately, he just doesn't put out albums to the extent that we listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not putting out enough albums a year. He needs mu- to put out at least four albums a year. The music industry is basically this. It's like the planet. In the middle, you have the sun. And the sun, and you have all the planets, like... You have rock music, punk music. So the sun is Eminem. Oh wait, so would the moon? Would the the moon? No, this Eminem's Jupiter because he's the biggest planet. And then you have the moon, which is dark side of the moon. Wait, no, that's only one side of the moon, though. The (laughs) other side is something else. The other side is Eminem. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Every no, every planet is Eminem. Please. Every planet is Eminem, and we're in a universe of Eminems, basically. And that no, is... Eminem all revolves around uh, Dr. Dre. The sun is Dr. Dre. And the no, the sun is Eminem. Dr. Dre. No, no Dr. Dre gave Eminem old. his uh, his platform. Eminem Eminem got signed by Dr. Dre. Therefore, Dr. Dre. Is a bigger entity than Eminem. Oh, Dr. Dre is like the Big Bang or something. Or he's God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes me. But makes Eminem sense. is yeah, the Dr. universe. Dr. Dre is the Big Bang, and then it just created the whole universe of Eminem. And then there's just Dark Side of the Moon on, on one side of the moon. <laughs> Basically, the whole world revolves around Eminem, and we are. No, the whole world is Eminem. Well, we're just living of, in it. the whole universe is Eminem, but we're the only people that can really speak to the universe and hey, talk. Hey, you mean only us three or the human, the human only population? Us, only <laughs> us three. We, are we the chosen ones? We are the chosen Eminem. ones. <laughs> we can speak to the planet. We can move the planet. And we this is can... turning into some like Final Fantasy VII type shit. Yeah, we also control. Hey guys, all music. did you hear about the kidnapping at school? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Don't worry, he woke up. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. That's good to know. Hey, I, oh. I stole that from a Vine compilation. Guess which one? <laughs> Guess which vine compilation it is. Vine so dirty. Or whatever. (laughs) Whatever the one you made. Yep. 
The yep, one you did. <laughs> How did you know? Wow. Yeah, someone keeps commenting this, and they keep getting likes. They keep just quoting the video. I said there was a kidnapping at school. My mom then said, uh, but it's okay. They woke up. I got in so much trouble. I guess that's why she said it to herself. Um. Uh, so speaking of Eminem. Well, have you heard of... Well, Eminem is related to all music, basically. But it inspired all music. It was the very first music <laughs> ever produced. It is the very first music. Then there was other music. Rap God. Basically, Eminem yeah, was a time traveler who traveled to the nine the nineties. What am I looking at? What oh, is it's this? Just, it's just my review of Rap God by Eminem. I didn't Eminem know you Marshall. spoke Korean. Yeah, I did. What? <laughs> Dude, doo had look in the look in the chat thing. Yeah, well, the there's a video cannot see that. In oh, well, whatever, whatever. We have oh. to talk about the um, the albums that revolve around Eminem. Like, for example, out of the millions of albums there are, there is. Dark Side of the Moon, and Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Why don't we talk about Dark Side of the Moon? Why don't we? One of the most popular albums good. ever. How much did okay. it? It actually is. That's not even. That's not yeah. Even I know. I'm not like... joking. Yeah, it is the most popular album. Like it, it literally sold the most... the most copies out of any album. It's since its release, it's sold 45 million units worldwide, which is a lot. And if you count like streams and stuff on Spotify and other places, it's probably a lot. Yeah, that's that's big. That's a lot of copies and listens and stuff. Yeah, and you must like this album. Yeah, everyone loves it. Not everybody, but a lot, mo- a lot of people do. And it's very popular, and it's very good popular for a reason. Because, uh, I don't uh, even know why it's super popular. Because it's good. Yeah, I guess so. I know you think that animals is better or something, right? I do think animals is the best Pink Floyd album. What's Wait, the second can best? We... Dark, probably Dark Side of the Moon. Honestly, Wait, yeah. do we do we all agree that like these two albums are better than Piper? Because like, uh, that's what no, I think. I disagree. Wait, I think... what do you think of Wish You Were Here? Well, I think these both of these albums. Well, I like both of these albums. I just think, what is it? The Piper Gates of Dawn is like. Is more psychedelic and lo-fi than these albums. It's well, a I mean, whole different group. Yeah, yeah. It's completely different. Has a completely different singer and writer and stuff. It's very different. It's I like, mean, I like I like these albums better, but yeah. Didn't Sid Barrett write the uh, Piper? Yeah, and, Sid Barrett, uh, Saucer, Full of Secrets. Yeah, those are after that he left. Well, I. 
think he well, no, either he... got kicked out. No, he didn't die. No, he didn't. He didn't die. Wait, he, no, he started doing drugs and like no, he got like no, mentally. No, 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 he already had like mental problems and he was really hard yeah. to work with and stuff. So Dude, he like... was doing like heroin and crap, like hardcore drugs. Well, I don't think I that he just overdosed. That was just another. He didn't die. He didn't die back then. Wait, who was the original singer? Did Sid Barrett? Yeah. Yeah, Sid, okay, so he did eventually die. Yeah, he died in 2006. Didn't he die of, like, drug overdose or something? No. He just died because he was old. Cancer or something. Oh, okay. But it was in 2006. Yeah, I guess that's way after the band started stopped making albums. Except for that one album that they made, like, a year or two ago. Because they didn't even make it, and it was just like, oh, you know what? We're like uh, big record label executives. We're gonna like take some scraps from the other albums and force it into a album. Yeah, I don't understand the point of that album. It shouldn't exist. It's just there. Nobody ever talks about it. I don't even think anybody counts as counts it as a real album. Dude, dude, it's kind of like me. It's not supposed to be here. Uh. No, you're supposed to be here. Don't worry about it. Oh. Well, so, yeah, I do, I do like Piper Gates of Dawn. But I don't know. I can't compare these two albums, really. Okay. Uh, It's like comparing Eminem to uh, Primus. Yeah. Primus? Yeah, Primus. You know what? We're gonna we're we're doing Primus next time. Three Primus, Primus albums. Like, it's gonna be great. Primus. Yeah, I kind of like Primus. Kinda. But oh. I do own a record by them. <laughs> but I don't. I don't I'm one? not. I don't want. You shouldn't be talking about Primus. Wait, is it Seas of Cheese or is it uh, Pork Soda? Or um, uh their first album it's suck on this it's the live album oh but they were like the only reason i like kind of know about them is because they pretty much are heavily inspired by the residents mostly like their early very early stuff and he's done covers and they've done covers and stuff their music but Whatever. That, that's not. That's unrelated. We should be talking about Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so we talking about Dark Side of the Moon first. Uh, well, we were talking about. Um, what is it? Wish you were here. Yeah, let's talk about Wish You Were Here because that's like kind of related to Sid Barrett because it's like kind of a tribute album to him. Wait, was yeah. it was it the first album they made after um after he left? No. No, I believe this is actually the, the last, one of the Amagama was the second one after was the first one after he left this one's like the, i i don't know the number this but later. This is like, 70, i think this is what 70, about adam hart mother five. something it was it was on Amagama was the first album without him and here wait let me look up the discography really quickly See where this lies in the uh oh, Google's not responding. Wow, 
I can look it up. I can look it up. On Rate Your Music, they have all the discographies and stuff. So, yeah. So, let me see. When did Sid Barrett leave? Sid Barrett left in 1968, which is um, the same year Sauceful Secrets was released. And oh, they only made two albums with him. And and yeah, yeah. But he made a solo album in 1970. Uh, Wish You Were Here was from 1975. Uh, how many albums after Amagema was it? Uh, four albums after they did Wish You Were Here, but it's right after Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Okay, yeah. It is... Wait, I thought Echoes came before Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, it does. It's on metal. It's on metal. Uh, I... Yeah, it's 1970. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam, that yeah, was after was... Adam Hart Mother. Yeah, there's... There's so many Pink Floyd albums that I just haven't even listened to yet. Yeah, there's a... They have a, they have a few albums. They have 16 albums. Including, yeah. like, no, they have like 15. Yeah, 15 albums. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't talk about the last, the most recent two. Well, the, yeah. And Momentary Lapse of Judgment also kind of sucks. With, yeah. I don't so want to talk about that. It's kind of, the, um... yeah, I own that album because my dad got it like a really long time ago. Or maybe not that long ago, but... Is it a signed not... copy? No. Just... Imagine if you had a signed copy of, like, the the Dark Side of the Moon. That would be cool. Oh. Imagine uh, a signed copy of The Endless River. Imagine a signed, signed copy, copy of Eminem. Of... <laughs> yeah, imagine. Okay. I guess we both imagined it. So, let's talk about Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon. The album from 1973. Oh, no, wait, no, not that, not that. Wish You Were Here, Wish You Were Here. Okay. Wish You Were Here, the album, 1975. Oh, sorry. Oh, Corona. No. I work at Albertsons, that's impossible. Are you resistant? Uh, So, anyways, Wish You Were Here. Uh, So, okay, Let's just talk about the album overall. Like, who? Yeah. So this album had the the lineup of Roger Waters on on bass. Bass. Yeah, David Gilmour on electric guitar, and Richard Wright on like the keyboards, like the organs and stuff, and Nick Mason on the drums. Who's on the synthesizer? No, the synthesizer. Yeah, Richard Wright, which is the keyboards and stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess that, that would fall under percussion. No, that's not percussion. Percussion is drums, which is Nick Mason. Wait, I thought they counted keyboards as percussion. I would no. they count keyboards as percussion? I, I don't know. When I was in band, they, they were. were like, hey, the marimba is percussion, and so is the keyboard. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's right percussion either. Percussion is <laughs> like drums and stuff. Yeah, like stuff that's like more, I don't know, not synth and stuff like that. Okay. I, I know my instruments. 
Well, so, so the thing on this album, they kind of, so this album, uh, and Pink Floyd, they usually switch up the, the singers most on most albums. So sometimes Roger Waters is singing. Sometimes David Gilmore is singing. I think David Gilmore was singing mostly on this album. Maybe, maybe. I'm... Oh wait. Yeah, so Roger who's have a cigar. Uh, who's it? Uh, I have Roy Harper. Roy Harper was singing, on and that he was song. the guest, right? Yeah, he's the guest guy on How the Cigar. Isn't he uh, in the Beatles? No. Oh. No, he's actually the record label guy who uh, doesn't know which one is pink. Which one? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so the first, first and last songs are the when Roger Waters is singing. And David Gilmour, I think, is singing just on... Welcome to the Machine and Wish You Were Here. Okay, let's talk about the the very first song. Hot take. Shine I don't. Wait, what's the first song? It's Shine Wish You Were Here. Crazy you... Diamond. No, it's Shine uh, On You Crazy Diamond parts one through five. Honestly, wait, I thought okay. that. Never mind. Well, okay. I like this song. The first time I listened to it. I don't think I liked it as much, but the more you listen to songs like this that are longer, I feel like you get more of appreciation. Like, there's a nine-minute instrumental, well, like, eight-minute instrumental intro, basically. Kind of sets the mood. That was ten minutes. No, the intro is eight minutes. But the whole song... Oh, wait, yeah, I, I listened to the version where it was just, like, it was two parts... Because they just pushed like uh three of the parts into one and two of the parts into the other, hmm. so never mind. Honestly, it, it I in my personal opinion, it doesn't really make sense to like of a bunch of instrumental parts and then call it like separate parts. I feel like if you just made it its own song, they did the same they, thing with the wall though. They made oh. they did the same thing with uh the another brick in the wall. They were like three different things of it. Oh, well, I like, like, could have made it like part one, and then this could be the entire part one, and then part two at the end of the album. Eh, I don't know. It, I think it's fine that they. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, it's the mood for the album. It kind of like feels like it's a movie or something. Like you're on a production stage or something, and then it matches. I feel like it matches with the cover and stuff does yeah it's it starts off with a nice ambient synth and does the um, album i thought the album cover had donald trump on it for the longest time <laughs> well like and he was alive then he was pretty well known so it's not like that's totally impossible but and it wasn't him and he isn't i guess any either. 70s businessman looks like donald trump yeah yeah if you really think about it Basically, I'm pretty sure this songs "Shine on Your Crazy Diamond" part one and two are from are tributes to Sid Barrett because yeah. you know "Shine on You Crazy Diamond." Sid Barrett was like kind of crazy, 
and he is also very talented and very good. Isn't like shine on you, crazy diamond, kind of like the S and then the Y and then the D. You know, Sid. Oh yeah, shine, yeah, yeah, crazy you're right. diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is an anagram for that or whatever, whatever it's called. Sid. Yeah. Shine you diamond. Only Sid. crazy isn't crazy is like a word that would fit in but doesn't because that's not the name of the dude. <laughs> well, if it was shine on you, crazy diamond, then it'd be soy could. So I could <laughs> so I could. <laughs> tribute. Yeah. Yeah, what a great tribute calling him a soy boy. <laughs> so there's um there's a guitar solo for from David Gilmore that's pretty good. Um Yeah, uh, the guitar solos are good. Yeah. Pink Floyd has a lot of guitar solos, and this is another one that's good. Uh, I don't know much to say about that. There's also a... isn't there a, isn't there like a saxophone here too? Yeah, there's a sax solo. Out yeah, there. yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I like I like when they put stuff in there like that. They also did that on Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I think yeah, it fits very well. Uh, and I like the vocals on this song. The first time I listened to this, I didn't really like like the vocals but listen to it again why not i don't know i don't actually know really i thought they just sounded kind of weird <laughs> yeah maybe but i thought they just sounded kind of weird vocals were too tinny two out of ten but i thought they were pretty good when the second time i listened to it uh yeah i like the lyrics yeah the lyrics are good it's like one definitely something that's relating to like uh the baritons stuff and how how he didn't make it in the music industry that long and that how kind of he didn't make it like the rest of the pink floyd members i guess I mean, yeah, that would be kind of screwed. Like, you have this band that starts off with a specific lead singer, but then he goes kind of mentally ill, and then so he leaves. But then right as he leaves, you get popular, so it's like... Well, that's because okay. they started making albums that people wanted to hear. That It has nothing to do with Sid Barrett. Oh. Well, they were kind of, I think they did do kind of well towards their... Well, I guess beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did well at the beginning. Because um, one of their big songs from like the seventies or sixties or something was like "See Emily Play." Yeah, and but I like, it's, I don't even think that's on an album. It's just kind of a single. Yeah, it's in like, yeah, it's a single. Yeah, I wanted, to, but that song, that song was stuck in my head for so long. Yeah, and, and even... then uh. And then I listened to Saucer Full of Secrets and Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Like, this this was like a month or two ago. Yeah, we listened to Piper Gates of Dawn. And I don't think what? they... We listened to Piper Gates of Dawn, whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but I, already, I had already heard it at that point. Because I was the one who suggested it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
yeah i like yeah i like this track um good track good intro to an album i guess this is a good way to get you a good intro to an album very good um let's talk about welcome to the machine where david gilmore is son yeah it has like like it has like these wailing vocals almost to like give it this like atmosphere of an alien or like dystopic future, I think. Yeah, that's what I yeah, like. It's about definitely like a dystopian society. So run by companies and corporate greed. Yeah, that's yeah. It's so the thing is, it's like it's a very this the song can be interpreted as being a song about how dystopian and terrible the music industry is, or it could just be song about how the real world is and how bad it is and how dystopian it is yeah which one do you think it is uh i mean i think it's about the current world probably about the music industry though i think it's about like just like i guess almost both maybe like critique of industry sort of not necessarily music industry but industry the ideas behind it i guess and the things that go on within it i guess most industries are kind of like that anyways well it's like like a machine to you know welcome to the machine welcome to real real life you got to get a job you got to go you got to go be like everyone else trying to become a big big businessman you got to you gotta make it big in the in the real world. Yeah, yeah. I also like the the lead in with the acoustic guitar. It works really yes, well. Yes, it's kind of it's a good way to work with the vocals. Yeah, and the wailing vocals that you're talking about. Yeah, I think that worked very well. And. And there's like a keyboard solo at the end. I don't actually remember that it that much, even though I listen to this album a bunch. Yeah, it kind of has like space-ish kind of vibe, like with the synths and stuff. Something kind of. Yeah, I don't the, know. It, yeah, go on. It has this. Yeah, you're right. It has a very spacious and ambient kind of vibe of it being you feel like you're in like a factory or a world that's so dark you can kind of visualize what it is go off king i feel like i feel like just yeah just everything on this track is pretty cool and the vocals are cool so so why don't we talk about uh, the next next song, "Have a Cigar." Featuring... Oh, what a what a good song! Featuring... I mean, I mean, I love uh, I love "Welcome to the Machine" because when I was first listening to this album, I didn't like any of the songs except for "Welcome to the Machine." But then when I was listening to it this time, I'm like, man, this is such a good song. How did I not like this the first time? Uh, I think... think. Yeah, you uh, you talk. Okay. Um, I think it makes sense to have this song come after Welcome to the Machine. 
because you know ones kind of also have some like underlying tones that have to do with industry sort of this time definitely like music industry of shell shell out type. yeah cool. it basically starts with you, you being coming into the machine then you then you go to the you get Big to meet an executive yeah and you get your chance yeah and i like well the... i think this one's even directly talking to pink floyd because you know they start like saying oh by the way which one's well, pink okay that lyric is epic I yeah it, it, it's is. it was stuck in my head all day last night when i was painting i was painting a brick wall yeah this not, did you paint not a real one yeah and then oh. we were painting one of the bricks like pink and uh yeah I, was, I just kept thinking of that every time and then i'd say it out loud and then like nobody would know what i was talking about yeah we were should doing have, you should have thing though should have listened to the wall no uh, <laughs> why don't i mean i guess because <laughs> <laughs> i well, I wasn't because <laughs> I got paint all oh. over my hands. Oh yeah. Well, um, I do. I like the the lyrics saying that they're riding the gravy train too. I think this song is kind of like. Oh, I thought they said crazy train. Oh, it's gravy train. Yeah. I think this song is they're kind of like thrills on the. Crazy at least train. if you compare it to the rest of the songs on here, it's much more. It's much less. Well, it feels less serious, but I guess the topic is kind of serious. Is, the so. sound is very, like, 70s-esque. Yeah. It, mean, it was made in the 70s, but it just sounds so... <laughs> uh, it sounds like what you'd imagine from the 70s. Like, the, like I mean, here, wait, how does the song This is a very so? popular song from the 70s. Probably inspired a lot. But... It, did did uh did we mention the guitar solo in this song yet? Yeah, guitar guitar solo. Yeah, that's good. I like the whatever the bass on here. It sounds very. I think there's a lot of bass on the song, and I like that. It really, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels the like synthesizers on this too. Oh yeah, yeah, and I like yeah, I like that part when it. Yeah, I like the keyboards when they say riding the gravy train. It all just comes together. It's so good. Yeah, this rem- this reminds me of the song Money that's on Dark Side of the Moon. But I think yes. this, this, I think this fits better, though, than Money. But Money, oh, yeah, they're definitely. both still good songs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I- I'd like to retract my statement about Money being, like, barely fitting in. Because it-, it kind of fits in better than I thought it did. I still Money. think it doesn't fit in that well, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, yeah, very um, groovy, just groovy song you, overall. Yes, that's the perfect word to describe it. It's yeah, the, groovy. The main song, on, this is probably the only like... Dude, it's just such a groovy song. <laughs> this is the main, this is the grooviest song on that album. Yeah. Maybe even in existence. Groovy song I mean, ever? We don't know. 
question mark? You, I mean, if you want to, you know, give people the impression that you are a groovy person, you definitely put this on. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, you're, like your grandma from the 70s. Maybe I didn't... Well, well, if I didn't talk about how good Roy Harper is on here, I don't know anything about his music. I think he does, like, folk music or something, but Roy Harper's vocals on here work very well. And they work... If you hear the um, version where Roger Waters is singing, the the Roy Harper version is way better. But the song is really good. Uh, yeah, very good song. Why don't we talk about the title track, Wish You Were Here? I, think I honestly... Um... I personally don't like either of the songs "Wish You Were Here" or "Shine On Your Crazy Diamond." I mean, don't get me wrong; they're they're good songs. I just don't um, enjoy them as much as I think other people do. But you have to admit that this this track has some straight bars, like two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl, dude. Like straight bars, dude. There's well, there's spitting the facts. Popular pink floyd song on spotify and i can understand why yeah i think this is a good good song i like the way it transitions from have a cigar to um the song with the distorted radio intro. and the vocals from david gilmar are really strong the song's about um sid barrett yeah sid barrett pretty much everything on most of the stuff on here is kind of about sid barrett yeah, the song is pretty cool. Um, the lyrics, as you said, are really good. The they have the acoustic guitar, same thing as yeah. similar to "Welcome the Machine." Uh, yeah, this is definitely a very popular track. I would say it's it's probably a lot of uh. Out of Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar, and Wish You Were Here, I think I'd probably listen to this song the most. Wait, what about I... Shine On Your Crazy Diamond? Uh, well, those are, like, tracks I would listen to when I'm listening to the album itself. Because, like, almost kind of an intro and outro with the vocal uh, yeah. part. Yeah, but this this track does do a pretty good job at, like, encompassing the feelings of alienation and isolation and you know they you kind of grow apart from old friends like sid he grew apart from the band yeah 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 it's a very good song uh i can understand why it's popular and why it gets a lot of radio play and stuff uh it is the, i think it is the most popular pink floyd song out of all their songs it has like 400 million plays on spotify which is a lot a lot of people uh good song okay let's talk about the last song so are we already done with this song do you want to say stuff more things about it um i mean it's it's very uh yeah, I don't like it. 
it's a more straightforward rock song than probably uh, most Pink Floyd songs in general. It's not as groovy as Have a Cigar, though. Nothing is as groovy as that song. Oh, nothing. It's not even possible. So. Yeah, there's only, there's only technically like four songs on this album. There's five if you, songs. If you put all the parts together. Well, yeah, it's also still 40 minutes. Yeah, because Shine On Your Crazy Diamonds, like, so long altogether. Well, this, this was an Eminem uh, album. This would go on for, like, ages, <laughs> dude. Would never end. <laughs> yeah. and Dude, imagine if Pink Floyd and Eminem collaborated. No, stop. That would be... Yeah, no, be interesting. No comment. Interesting. That's all. But, um, That'd yeah, be what the do greatest you guys collaboration think? of all time. I'm telling you. We need to. We need to put this on GoFundMe. Force them to greatest crossover of all time. Yeah, because Pink Floyd hasn't disbanded by this point. Yeah, it totally has. They need. <laughs> they need <laughs> to do it. It must be done. Okay, wait, yeah, so we were about to talk about uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond 2. Yeah, so this song is... This song is mostly the same, besides it has different lyrics, and the singing starts earlier, and there's... Well, just the singing and stuff is in a different part. And it's kind of like a goodbye to Sid Barrett or something. It's kind of nice to have the album in 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 a similar way. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I like the lyrics. Uh, yeah, like, uh... <clears throat> nobody knows where you are, how near or far, or whatever. And then bask in the shadow of yesterday's triumph. That was a pretty good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I liked the lyric where they said, uh, "Shine on you, crazy diamond." That one's pretty good. Yeah, oh, dude, that... best lyric, dude. Well, it is. Dude, they should have named the song that. Honestly, no, it's right? Like, I, I don't understand why they didn't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what, what a missed opportunity. Well, that that song was good. Well, this song was good. Uh, it's not that much to talk about since it's pretty similar to the first track. Literally a continuation. Yeah, I'm rather confused why they didn't name the album "Shine on Your Crazy Diamond" though. Uh, yeah, like, like uh, that's half uh, the album, and you're not gonna name <laughs> it that. Like, "Wish You Were Here" is the second shortest track on this whole thing. I mean, yeah. if if you don't count all the uh, different parts of "Shine," I guess on Your maybe Crazy Diamond, so. maybe it's supposed to be like, "Oh, I wish you were here," or something like that. Maybe I mean I guess "Shine On Your Crazy Diamond" would work better anyway. So yeah, because they're both titles that are just about him. Yeah. Well, the title track of "Revival" is only like a minute fifty seconds long. But that album is bad. Yeah, let's just not talk about "Revival." We don't want to taint our brains with that album. (laughs) Yeah, that's too much think. Too much. Too much think, too much negativity, too much 
too much brain power required. Why use big word when little word would do trick? Yeah, why? <laughs> or maybe it's many word. I have yeah, brain why damage use many words when little word would trick. Similar to the track from uh, Dark Side of the Moon. So. Oh, so we done with uh, what you were here? Yeah, we're not doing scores anymore, but let's just say I'm pretty sure all of us like like the album a lot. I guess. Yeah, um, it's it's a really good album. Album, honestly. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably yeah, it's a very popular album. Probably the third most popular. Yeah, I think it was Pink ranked Floyd. as like the fourth best album by Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah. by Billy Cobb. Who I don't know who Billy. Oh yeah, I he's know like him. he's like discount uh Anthony Fantano, but he's better than Anthony Fantano. Because Second, I, I thought you I were gonna like... say discount Eminem. On <laughs> on rate your music, everybody had there's like a top rating of all the albums of all time. It's fourth for that. I oh yeah, I did watch that video. I don't agree with it. Because Animals isn't number one. Uh, didn't he? What did he rate as the best Pink Floyd album? The Wall, and I disagree. I agree. I don't like that. The Wall. I don't like The Wall. You? How do you not the like The Wall? The time I listened to it, I liked it a lot. The second time I tried listening to it, I could not. So that will be that will be Wait. another time. Maybe I okay, like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. So Dark Side of the Moon. Who produced this album? Because the Wish You Were Here was produced by Pink Floyd, and producing means you basically handle what happens in the studio and say who's playing, doing what with which, in, with which instrument. So, like, the director. Well, Pink Floyd produced, I think. Well, whatever this... Yeah, uh, the production on here is really good, though. Everything feels very, very clean. Very clean. It was the driving force behind this album. Well, okay. Can we take this a little bit more seriously? You know, the greatest band of all time. Okay, we were doing so well. Now we're going in the opposite direction. Sorry, it's me. It's me, guys. forward and then 10 steps back. Please, I am the weakest link. Weakest. <laughs> okay so dark side of the moon uh this album is uh very very popular the what is it so for a lot of the voice clips on here they were rec- they um they got like, random inter- people off the street yeah they got random people off the street and interviewed them like when's the last time you've been violent or like got in a fight yeah, or whatever. Or like, when's the um, what do you think about death or something? Are you afraid to die? Very phys- philosophical questions. Also, they got this one chick to just start like singing. Like, they they told oh, yeah. her to like sing about death, and she did. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Like sing what you think death sounds like. I think that was what they wanted her to sing. Is is that great gig in the sky? Yeah, it's no. it's no, it's definitely great gig in the sky. 
Yeah, okay. That's I didn't mind. I didn't mind the vocals on that. Song, oh, on no, that. I like the vocals on Great Game. I like it. Well, I liked it the first like two times, but it, it, that song's annoying now. I've listened I liked to it so it the many whole times, time, and I still annoying. like it. Dude, I've listened to that song so many times because I listened to this album so many times. It, I, I I just kind of get annoyed when I hear it now. Okay, so speak to me. That's just like the intro. It has all the voice clips and stuff we were talking about. Uh, not super interesting. Oh, what do you mean? This is an amazing intro, dude. Yeah, they should have. They should have named the whole album "Speak to Me." Honestly, best track. Best track, "Speak to Me." Okay, so oh, I yeah. think talk about the track after this. Wait, are any of these songs even called "Dark Side of the Moon"? No. No. Well, no. no. Um, okay. They one were of gonna... them has the lyric in it, though. I know that. Yeah. No, I, it's brain damage. Brain damage. By, by, by Eminem. Yeah. So breathe. That's later. Okay. Breathe. Breathe has like This song's basically about telling you how to breathe and stuff. It's yeah. very uh educational. Well, they also have like clips from Ga- Great Gig in the Sky when like it starts like the the loudest part of Great Gig in the Sky is basically in here and I think there's like something from time, but the lyrics are kind of changed a little bit. So wait, are we talking about time now? No, we're not. Wait, what about time. on the run? I'm talking about breathe. <laughs> oh, breathe okay. in the air. Uh. So um, I mean, I'd say that this. Dude, the transfer from breathe, I mean, from speak to me to breathe is so good. Sorry, go on. Yeah, a lot of the transitions. Oh, it is. Yeah, the transitions are good. Yeah, this is like all the transitions on this album are really good. They work well. Um, yeah, most of the albums flow really well. Uh, most of the songs flow really well. You know what's really annoying is when you get ads between the songs so they don't transform trans- well that's why i have yeah that's very them. annoying especially one at the end of the track you were just listening to and then one at the beginning of the next track uh, yeah but then you it's... have to skip two and it's like a whole 10 seconds or even if like if they're unskippable then it's like 30 seconds yeah. my brain can't hold process information for that long so i already forgot the last song and so i can't transition into this one perfectly yeah, and it's just so annoying yeah like, how am i supposed to remember that for 30 seconds while drowning out an ad <laughs> okay why don't we talk about on the run the instrumental song. Wait, wait, breathe in the air i like to wait that's not even Leave, leave, but don't. Are there any lyrics to this song? Yeah, there is. Are. There is. It's like, um, it's the oh, same yeah. don't be afraid to as time, but, um, yeah, I don't know. The balanced on the biggest wave you race towards an early grave. So, yeah, kind of like time. Yeah. So, wait, wait, actually, um, I think this one is about. This one's about something. I was I was looking it up 
Uh, well, I have, oh, I have. Huh. Yeah, this song uh, was about something. I can't remember though. Its track is loosely based off of Roger Water, Roger Waters, and Ron Jason's performance on Bree, the track made, recorded for 1970 documentary The Body. This huh. version saw no help from Jason, a composer who previously worked on Adam Hart Mother. Only three years before, and said the song credited David Gilmore, Richard Bright, and Roger Waters. So, it was something from some guy, some movie. I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's just talk about On the Run, the song. So I tried to make my brother listen to it last night because he likes synthwave, and he, I'm like, "Yeah, you'll you'll like this. It's got synths or something." And then he didn't. It wasn't very synthwave. I mean, yeah, synth- I don't like this song, honestly. It has it's some very... like weird radio-like sounds, almost waves. It just goes like for three feels... minutes. So it's mostly just an intro to time. I think the transition time from that already ha- wait time already has an intro though. Well, that wait, doesn't like time whole... wait doesn't time begin with like a bunch of clock and king sounds kind of yeah, like yeah the a... clocks go for like a minute or two. Uh, uh, what for a few seconds? They feel like like a minute. But well, the bike is the supposed to go on. The clocks time. go off. Wait, so does anyone have anything to say about On the Run, though? Uh, no. I like the the techno thing or whatever is going on. I like the I voice sample. The sounds. only thing I like about it is, like, the helicopter noise. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that, and I like the how it transitions to the next song, but... So... Okay, I guess we'll just talk about time, then. Yeah, time is the... Probably the... Yeah. Either the most popular, probably the most popular song on here, or it's money. But I love time. It's such a yeah, time song. is actually one of my favorite songs on this album. I think. Well, yeah, me well, too. That's not an unpopular opinion, and yeah, yeah, I agree. This. How long do the clocks go for? No, the, the song... clocks go for thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. just not just a few. It's a whole thirty seconds of my life. Yeah, just so listening to clocks. It starts with the clocks, the clocks, the clocks, clocks. Then it goes to a star it, thing. Or it something. Oh, who would have Metronome. thought that? Who would have thought that the track titled "Time" would start with clocks and ticking? <laughs> then it goes to a metronome, though, right? That's that. That is a metronome, right? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely a metronome. Because it's, it's keeping time. Yeah, there's a lot of good, you know, psychedelic synths, well, uh, synths on this track. And a lot of these tracks, really, but this one in particular. So, a nice... Yeah. Um, nice echoey so drums. When did the I lyrics guess. start? The lyrics don't start for, like, uh, at least, like, two minutes, right? Yeah, so this song is... Uh, David Gilmore and Richard Richard Wright singing. Uh, Richard Wright is the keyboardist. He usually doesn't sing, but he has like he's like the first verse. The the ri- I think he his vocals work way 
work really well, and I think they're very good vocals. Uh, then there's like a guitar solo. It's all about how the moments that make up a good make up a dull day, sure. and and just how you're doing nothing during this time, I guess. And there's the guitar solo. And then you're just trying to catch up when you're older. And I guess that's just about time. About how I just time goes. And you have no control, I guess. And how it sucks. Probably like, probably like my favorite lyrics off of here is... Um, like shorter of breath and one day closer to death. I, I just thought that that was done pretty well. You know, I think that I think that clip something on there may reminded me of breathe, but yeah, very good, yeah. very good lyrics, very iconic. And Juan is not speaking. Yeah, I I saw that. <laughs> this is Mike. Mike, uh, you did. <clears throat> Yeah, please talk to me. Say something. Bring up on you. Uh. Uh. Well, time is a cool song. Understand why it's so popular. I think it has like twenty million views on YouTube or something. Probably. Which is a lot. Yeah. As it is super popular. I mean, I've seen Minecraft parodies with like 40 million, so it's not that, it's not that big. Well, yeah. Someday they will become at, on the level of those classic. Yeah. Like Minecraft parodies, though, top-notch stuff right there. Where did Juan go, though? I don't know. We can it's a good question. Out, though. Do you see what I did there? It said, speak to me. Oh, uh, ha ha ha. Ha ha. Funny. Yeah, overall, definitely one of my favorite tracks off of this album, along with, uh, along with money and like brain damage, I'd say. Yeah, brain damage is awesome. I like that. I really like "Brain Damage" by Eminem, dude. Best song ever. Oh yeah, they do have they do share a name with an Eminem song. That means that this album is one of the best albums created. Basically. It was able to touch the grace of Eminem. Uh, so, wait, did you guys just stop? Uh, yeah. So it's okay. easier to figure out where <clears throat> to cut. I thought you guys were going to just... No. Oh, we, well, we waited for you. We can cut stuff out. So, You're loyal to one of the Stamos. 
So, time. One, do you have anything else to say good about it? One. Um, do you like time? Well, says his bubble is speaking, so. Do you like the moments that make up a dull day? Hello? Hello? Speak to me. Okay, okay, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. And I have a serious question. Yeah. You like Minecraft parodies? Oh, yeah, my mom heard you say that, and she asked if I was on a Minecraft forum or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I'm just talking with my friends. Hmm. Don't worry. Didn't tell her we're doing a podcast, dude. She doesn't know. No. no. <laughs> what? What am I gonna? Am I gonna tell my mom I do a podcast? That's for nerds. <laughs> okay. What? What do you have? Anything else to talk about the song? Are we on time still? Or yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So um, so for time, it's just. I, I sing it, like, I just, like, start thinking about it while I'm at work. Like, you know, just the mundane greeting people who come into Albertsons and then saying, have a nice day to people who walk out of Albertsons for five hours. What a, what a great job. Oh, and sanitizing shopping carts, moving them from one side of the room to the other so that people can have nice sanitized shopping carts. Actually, I saw yeah, someone just... at Walmart doing that. Well, yeah, because you have yeah, to. Yeah, well, that's, that's the greeting job. But, you know, you're just taking away the hours that make up a dull day. Yeah, basically. That's, like, all I can think about. And I, I, just, I just need to remember the lyrics because I'm not allowed to play music, I don't think. Because you can't be on your phone at work. Well, talk about the great gig in the sky think it makes sense for this song to come out uh, or to come after a uh, time since it also has themes of death yeah uh, well there's not really any lyrics but i guess what juan was saying at the beginning is that singing to feel death or something i, I mean the great gig in the sky could be a reference to to heaven anyways so Oh yeah, yeah, that does make uh, yeah. sense. Perhaps. Who's the singer again? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Let me. Or Claire Tori. Yeah, yeah, that. That's her. Yeah, she sung this. I guess. Yeah, very good singing. I don't know much about singing like this, so. So is she just, just a random person that's found on the street? No, no, this is like a professional musician. Okay. okay. What are the sounds you're making? You sound like you're eating. Sounds like oh. he's walking. I am walking. There's rocks in the to... I'm kicking them back into the rock beds. Did you have to go out of the house because she was cleaning? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm actually walking over to my grandma's house, and now I'm just standing in front of her house. <laughs> oh, cool. It's always fun to see like the adventures Juan goes on 
like during podcasts. Like last time, he was like in bed. His chair was too squeaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My chair is still squeaky, and the desk. The desk I found out is even more squeaky. Like you bump the desk, it just goes like like a like a rocking chair. I mean, something. if you bump it, I guess that would make sense. No, it's like the squeakiest thing ever. Like it's not stable at all. Like the I don't know what to screw in, but the screws are just loose and it shifts from side to side and makes the loudest squeaking noise. I don't know. I guess I could I could sample it for our next uh our next album yeah. that we make music to murder people too. Music to we murder should, people yeah. too. Okay. So since we're done talking about Greggy in the Sky, because I guess we're just well, done. Well, does anyone else have anything to add? It's just a nice song. Yeah, not a nice soothing song. piano. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just the noises of death. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I should play it for my grandma. Oh, okay. I I'm sure she she knows this song <laughs> very well. Well, okay. So let's talk about money. Uh, Since very, you're uh, jazzy, the rocky, very snazzy. Yeah, this song is. Okay. I think it's about how capitalism is bad or something. Uh, I to call her. But it's, no, I thought it was just about money and like straight up. It's how people like, are greedy, and that's I guess that's capitalism. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's okay. When I listen to this, when I'm when I'm going from great gig in the sky, since I don't have like ads or anything to to ruin my mood, it goes from this soothing track when I'm in like a trance of all these psychedelic sounds and songs and you get to a more straightforward rock song which is money and very dude there's someone there's like a plane flying over me it says to vote earl (laughs) what (laughs) it's very loud i don't know if you can hear it on the yeah we can hear it (laughs) dude there's like a giant banner behind it it says vote earl oh Oh, no that says vote early never mind early (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> i like okay i like how zzz was just like talking about this album you know putting putting in a lot of like effort into describing yeah, his window and I thing and then how you doing hi grandma the remote for you what the remote oh it's fixed um there was a bunch of <laughs> okay so there was like a bunch of water in it oh, the God. remote oh, I, I did you drop you. it in the toilet or the sink no no <laughs> the only thing i figure out is i had something on my hands and it got water from my hands so my dad opened it up and water came gushing out of it like Honest. My mom had to get like I a know, rag to clean I it up. I there was so much water. I would know that if I, I'm not unless something spilled on it on the coffee table that I didn't know about. 
because <laughs> I've had cups on there. I think that was the problem with it, though. There was like a lot of water in it. Okay, and that's probably why it wasn't what about working. This? Um, I don't know. We need hey, grandma. Mean, we need to test if it works now. It might you, not work anymore. Let me tell you what your dad told me after he fixed it last time. So he said it's on. getting old and you have to be careful and not press it too hard. And also, and he said this one don't does not work, so don't press that. Definitely. Okay. Do you know that? Uh, uh yeah. Did he tell you? Yes. Don't Here, press that. And just be gentle with everything. We can okay, I'm gonna test the remote now. Sorry, guys. No, no, we shouldn't cut this out. This is comedy gold. This is. Um. We should cut out the part where it's just silent because we're waiting for Juan, but no, Juan's grandma, no, this has to stay in. This is a part of the experience. Exactly. This is the way I do it. It's, the remote's not working. So it's not. We put new batteries in it, too. It's... It's old. So, does he have another one for me? I don't think he does. He said he ordered it, and he had it. And he, when this wars out, he'll have that one. Oh, okay. Because he knew, he said, this is not going to last forever. It's definitely not going to last forever. <laughs> this is... Not... Wait, so what's that about gushing water out of a TV remote? It, there was like... There's, like, water just well, pouring out of the remote, I guess. I mean, I wasn't there. Hey, normal things. Okay. Yeah, just normal things, obviously. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, she probably, like, dropped it in the sink or something, or maybe spilled a ton of water on it. I don't know. But we couldn't even get it open the other night. It stopped working. Oh, thank you, Grandma. I just feel sad to think that won't work. I love it. I love that remote. No, I didn't drop it in the toilet or in the sink. Um, funny. Uh, you know, I've had water here when I've been sick, and then maybe it fell yeah. out. Money. Song by Pink Floyd. Um, what album are we, what track are we on? Money. We didn't finish talking about that. You, could press. you were saying like it goes it, it goes it. into the song the gig in the sky goes yeah, like it's not gonna work it's not well i think that it like kind of jarring to hear this like psychedelic kind of beautiful singing going to a straight rock song well a more oh. straight rock song like well it's kind of Oh, I guess it wouldn't be jazz. Yeah, it would be kind of like just rock. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, it definitely um it's not like it doesn't totally fit, but it it um isn't I guess it just doesn't fit as well as the other songs do on this album. Yeah. Okay, I'm muting. Okay, one well, muted. Okay, good. Well, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it works. I think it works fine most of the time, but still, a few times, 
I'm in the mood, and I just don't like it when I hear it. Yeah, there's also like a very strong saxophone presence on this song, which would make sense. It's kind of like a, you could say, fancier instrument. Okay, I'm muting you on. You can unmute yourself when you want to. Okay. Yeah, strong saxophone presence on this track and strong cash sound yes yes oh my god okay so this is the craziest turn of events no podcast started out good and then muted and then it's like okay we'll wait then Continued being good, and then it got even better when we got to meet Juan's grandma. Yeah. And now we're here, and it's just like, where do we go? Yeah. Where do we go wrong? But we can still. Okay. I'm I'm uh, out of grandma's house now. Let me put on my headphones. Okay, wait, Juan. So wait, what? are you walking? <laughs> uh, well, I was in my grandma's. I can hear, I can hear the plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> voting, voting for Earl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, outside of my house right now. Okay, who do you vote for, Earl? It, you know, it, it actually said vote early. Okay, yeah, we've realized that. Okay, so I am talk- going to vote for Earl though. Let's talk about the song. Have you ever had a Sherry's uh, a Sherry's hamburger? This Who? stuff. Well, I think we should talk about. Speaking of Dark Side of the Moon, we should talk about the song "Us and Them." Money, okay. which it's is a, a treat. No, this is a different song. I'm talking about "Us and Them." Uh, it's about war. Like the um No, it's about money, I thought. Yeah, it's about war. <laughs> <laughs> so this song is pretty cool. It's yeah. like uh this is probably like I think this is the longest track on the album. Uh yeah, it's like seven minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so basically it's just talking about how the people in war and how you everybody on the other side is just trying to kill each other i guess just death and war yeah so it's basically just about us and them yeah and it starts very low-key richard wright i think sings on a song too um and roger waters nope not roger waters david gilmore Oh, but Rivers, Rivers Cuomo does sing, though, right? Who? Rivers Cuomo of, of Weezer, dude? He makes yeah. an appearance on this album? <laughs> I think he does. Because Roger Waters and Rivers Cuomo both have water in their name. Okay, okay. Must mean they're related. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so wait. Us and them. Um, All in all, it's... Uh, another brick in the wall. 
Yeah, it's another it's another hit. It's another um good song. I don't know. Quite a bop. It's a slow slower song. It has very heavy vocals when the when it comes in. And then there's like a sax solo at the end. Then there's Any Color You Like, which is the next song. Oh now this song is kind of this is like an instrument. I, I just have like in my notes, it's just wow, wow, guitar, because that's like oh, the yeah. sound. So it has something similar to like Interstellar Overdrive. It has like bass solos and stuff from that. It's well, it oh, sounds yeah. like that. It sounds like that. Whatever is going on there, what Roger Waters is doing, it sounds very similar to the stuff from the first album. The first album. Uh, it's said to be like the most psychedelic thing on the album, and yeah, I can kind of agree. Yeah, I like the bass. I like the bass solo, <laughs> or it's, I don't even. I think it's a bass, bass solo. But whatever it is, I like it. This is like kind of a short track, and it's the only one on here that doesn't have any like voices or cl- voice clips or any vocals at all. So I guess we're done talking about that song. Uh, brain damage. I am an M. Hey, wait, have you ever? <laughs> have you ever? Have you? Do you have brain damage? <laughs> uh, so have you ever seen that video where it's like they put up, they synced up Dark Side of the Moon to Mall Cup? Small cup too, and it fits perfectly. Like um, oh, there's that theory about how this album is with uh, Wizard of Oz. No, no, not just Wizard of Oz. It's also with Paul Blart, Mall Cup too. Mall Cup too. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about those theories. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So brain damage, right? Brain damage comes on right when uh Paul walks onto the grass. Right? So there's a lunatic on the grass. Here. <laughs> Taking it all blur. Like, yeah, and, there's, and there's like a guy on the piano, right? And he's just like playing like he does not care about oh. Paul Blart. And then there's like like instrumentals that just like fit perfectly with Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. It's, it's uncanny. And that's just what I thought about uh, when I heard Brain Damage, because I know this is the song that, like, confirms that Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is based around Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Well, actually, those, that is kind of like, there's a lot of urban legends about that, which I'm sure are 100% sure, sure are all real. So Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the Wizard of Oz one's pretty accurate. Well, I'm pretty sure none of them are. To be honest, wait, seriously, none of them are true at all. ZZZ, can you hear Juan? Yeah. So I can't. I just leave the channel and join back. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay, now can I can you hear him. Excuse right. me. Hey, okay. did anybody hear that? Like, monsters. Okay, we need to talk about. Belch. 
Yeah, yeah. We need to talk about the album because we have two songs left. I like the lyric on the song where it says, it's like, if your brain explodes, uh, see you on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I saw the see you on the dark side of the moon, I had like a Peter Griffin moment. I was all like, ah, ah, they said it. They said the name, the name of the album. Let's go. Yeah, no, right. it's like a cinema sins moment. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We, we, we always say the title of the movie at the end of the movie. I guess this really was the Hunger Games. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this song talks about, uh, I guess this it's... is like the second to last track anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, but this song is about how someone's doing surgery on a brain because he says, well, I'm a lunatic or whatever. And then basically Eclipse is the same song, just basically a part <laughs> two. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It, I'm pretty sure they mentioned Dark Side of the Moon. It's like... All that you feel, all that you see, all that you taste, all that you eat, all that you, whatever. They say that stuff. The The song is about how no matter what you do, you're eclipsed, which kind of makes sense for the album. Because it's all about money and death and time. It's a very depressing playing. album for it being as popular as it is, but it's always the depressing things that get... Everyone um, loves depression. Wait a minute. I, I finally realized the tracks and stuff. Breathe, On the Run, Time, Great Gig in the Sky, Us and Them. It's all just about... Life. America. And the <laughs> beginning. It's a society moment. Yeah, this is... First so and oh my god i didn't even realize that huh you see this is this is why the, this podcast is good it makes you think about stuff no it doesn't oh. it makes, we think we you have to use minimum brain power to understand no but it made you realize something right there so it must be somewhat good Yeah, hey. well, I do like the eclipse. Eclipse is probably one of the best. Like, did I cut out or something? Closing. Yeah, you did a little bit. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, okay. But yeah, I eclipse guess that's what a... happens when you walk away from your own house. Well, well, eclipse is a good song. Um, yeah, good album. Uh. I don't think we're going to talk about anything else. I don't even remember Eclipse, like, at all. That's just basically brain damage part two. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's only, like, two minutes. Uh, I guess good album, good albums. Pink Floyd. Uh, these two albums are good. And I like these albums. So, um, which one did you like better? You know, it depends on my mood, but I am pretty sure I like, uh, Wish You Were Here better. 
just because songs like Have a Cigar and Welcome to Machine and I just like those songs better. I've probably listened to them well I I probably would listen to them more than any of the songs on Dark Side of the Moon because I feel like a lot of them really only work really well in this if you're listening to the album in a row. I I get what you're saying actually. Um are they telling me to vote Earl? No, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Dark Side of the Moon is a good album, like, the first, like, three or four times. But it's, it kind of gets old, I guess. Yeah, um, it kind of like... Also, the, the songs, like, uh, the songs work better off of each other, but, like, if you're just listening to them individually, like, the only ones that I like individually, really, uh, that, that haven't gotten old are, like, Time and... Um, Probably like brain damage. Yeah, I same. Kinda, I agree with that. I think I feel like the songs on here are kind of dull after a while. Besides, just a select, especially Great Gig in the Sky. Yeah, I. Yeah, this ha- doesn't have as much replay value, I guess. Yeah, but it's really good. Though, it's like, times. like you're just yeah. like, wow, that was that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think out of the two, I do, I like them pretty well, both of them. I think I like a Dark Side, like, just a tad bit better, but... I definitely think Dark Side is the better album, but overall, um, like, this time, this listen-through, I I enjoyed uh, Wish You Were Here more, because it was newer to me, I hadn't listened to it as much, and I, I, I really like Have a Cigar and Welcome the Machine. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of, thinking about it now, in retrospect, I've kind of grown tired of Dark Side of the Moon. I just, you know, definitely a good album, but... It's worn out and it's welcome. Yeah, there's not a lot of... Something in sorrow. I feel like there's not a lot, like... I don't know, maybe the singing is kind of lackluster. Songs like On the Run are kind of boring. I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, there's nothing new to experience. I like, guess. I feel like there's a lot of interludes and, like, stuff that I don't know if it really needs to be there that much. Yeah, like, it could be cut out and it really wouldn't make a difference or replaced with something of more substance. Maybe if there were less tracks, what they did with it's Wish Let's not here. forget that. And they were probably on drugs when making these albums, too. Well, they weren't as much as the Piper Gates of Dawn, but probably on something. They, I mean, they definitely... Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, psychedelic music is, like, meant to be listened to while on drugs. And I can just yeah. imagine, like, being high and, like, introspective thinking while listening to On the Run with your mates, with your, with your crew. Yeah. I mean, I would just listen to, like, Echoes or something instead. But, uh, in conclusion, both of these albums are good, and we we all like them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're both good. Uh, but Dark Seven means better. I, I don't agree with that, but I think they're both good. Maybe not, like, it's not like either of them are way better than the other, though. So, most isn't 
Good. Uh, okay, so... Okay, uh, this is the end, I guess. Wait, wait, we don't have Next any time on the dumpster or music fire or whatever. Yeah, the we got fire, the music, intellectual music fire podcast.